Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi there, and welcome to Scout the Game Week. Scout the Game Week is Fantasy Football Scouts weekly broadcast brought to you by the Scout Network. In each episode, we'll look back at the game we have just played to assess what we can learn to help us in the next round of fixtures. I'm Ryan from Football Chatbox. Let's scout the game week. Game week 3 is done and we're headed into the final game week before the first international break kicks in for the season. To discuss everything that happened in game week 3 and to look ahead to game week 4, I'm joined by FPS Shake and Bake. Brett, how are we doing, mate? Yeah, I'm really good. Thanks, Ryan. Thanks for having me on. Um, hopefully, you're good too. Yeah, I'm not doing too good. Not doing. Uh, I well, doing well. Uh, FPL wise, not the best. It's a bit shaky, but still in the top one million. How about you? Um, yeah, it's sort of I'm about 160k at the minute, but obviously everything's really close. So I'm probably only a couple of points ahead of of you. Um, I've tried to be quite differential this year with my team, but I seem to be getting very template scores. Um. I don't think there's much in it at the minute. So, yeah, we'll give it a few more weeks and then we'll be able to see how we're going, really. Yeah, exactly. I'm, like, you're, you've avoided a lot of high EO players as well. I'm looking at your team and it's like you're still getting good scores. So that's really good. Um, let's actually start off straight away with the Chelsea versus Luton game. Um, and I look at it, Scott, I'm sure you're buzzing about the result um, and it's set up well for the game week as well, I would assume. Yeah. Yeah, it was a great start to the game week. Um, I brought in Gusto for Cabore last week. Um, I saw a fair bit of Luton last year being a Coventry fan. Um, I just couldn't see them scoring. Um, I don't think they've made many sort of improvements to their squad. And the players that they have brought in are, are solid championship players, I think. I think they're obviously just planning to use the money that they'll get from going up for their new stadium um, and then sort of trying to set their team up almost for a, a promotion challenge again next year. Um, and yeah, I just couldn't see them scoring. So a four million defender sort of licensed to get forward was too, too good to turn down and he, he delivered. Um, obviously a little bit fortunate with that first assist because he literally just passed the ball three yards to Sterling who did a load of work and scored, but I'll take it. Um, obviously got Chilwell and Jackson as well, who both both returned. Chilwell, I don't know what he was doing when he went through one on one. Just just shoot. Um, yeah, it could have been even better. Um, but yeah, I thought um, despite having them, obviously Sterling was the star of the show that hmm. that game, and he's been quite good. All, I've been quite impressed with him all season. He's looking a bit like the Sterling of old. Um, and I think at seven million is really, really good option at the minute. But I'm obviously tripled up, and I can't get to him, which is a little bit disappointing, especially with the uh, the fixtures that Chelsea have got coming up. Mm, okay, true. Now I've I've got Chilwell and Jackson, and I'm still uncertain on who the third Chelsea. To like, do I want to go for Gusto or do I want to go for Sterling? But the problem with Sterling is there are so many good midfield options right now yeah. that I'm not sure like where I fit Sterling in. Um and then I'm going. I look at game week uh four that's coming up. Um, Chelsea play Forest, and I've also got Saliba and Estupinan who have tough fixtures. So I'm wondering, do I do like what you did, the Cabore to Gasto move? Do I actually do that? That's what I'm thinking. But I don't know when Reese James is going to be back, so I'm not sure what exactly 
in terms of do I make the move and then see how it goes? Or I'm still in two minds on that. Yeah, I think I went with it just I thought even though Rhys James will probably be back after the international break, it gives me a couple of nice fixtures. He's four million. Hopefully get a couple of price rises yeah. out of him, potentially get some money that way. But I also thought if Rhys James is only three or four weeks away from an injury, he's probably only six to eight weeks from being out again. Um, he's, he's so unlucky with injuries and it's it's horrible to plan like that. But yeah, I think Gusto will get a lot of football. So I'll I may end up just keeping him as a as a third sub as a, an option like that who can and come in and deliver when when he gets the minutes. Mm, okay, now we touched on like some of the midfield that I mentioned. Let's go to the next game. That's Bournemouth versus Spurs. Um, so we weren't fully certain on Madison before the game as we only knew he trained one day before the game. Um, and he came on, played, and looked excellent. It seems like he's now a popular move as well for managers looking at Spurs. Um. Are there any other Spurs players that you think could be of interest as well? Um, there's a couple. I've, I've been impressed with Spurs. They've been not really good to start the season. Um, I've obviously had Madison since the start of the season. He was in as soon as he was in my team. He's never left. He's, I'm I'm biased. I love the bloke. Um, obviously watched him growing up, and yeah, I just think he's a wonderful player. And I like taking on that number ten shirt from Harry Kane. It's the sort of pressure that his character thrives on. Um, and I think actually losing Kane has given him a bit more responsibility in the team, and I think he'll only just just go from that. Um, I was I was a little bit lucky last week. I was the news broke that he was fit, and I was on holiday, um, and I was trying to change to change my team because I had had him on the bench, um, and I had Richarlison start him. Um, and as I was doing the changes, my my phone actually died, um, and then I missed the deadline, and I was like, I didn't know. If it had gone through or not, yeah. thankfully it did. Um, so yeah, I was I, I was waiting till about quarter past seven for the game to upload, and I was like, "Please say he's in, please say he's in." And thankfully he was. Um, obviously, yeah, I've got got Richarlison. I thought at the start of the season, a seven million out of position midfielder playing up front in a for a very attacking manager, it seemed too good to turn down. Um, but he's not been great so far. Um, he's not really impressed at all. He, he did score last night, so. Mm. Hopefully he can get a bit of form, um, and I'm planning to keep him for now. Um, but I, I need to see some improvements in the league, otherwise he'll be on the chopping box. Um, in terms of the Spurs players, I think Dogie's getting a lot of attention from from players. Mm. Um, but one I I really like is Pape Sarr. Mm. I think he's had a really good start to the season. Um, he's second to Madison in terms of MPXGI, um, and with with a lot of us having a four point five um forward such as like Obama or if you took a risk on um Balogun, then you could potentially bring him in as a way of giving you a bit more flexibility with your team because you could reduce those midfield assets. Yeah. Um I know a lot of them are delivering, so you might not want to, but you could potentially bring him in and then in, in, improve your forward line. Yeah, fair enough. I think also add to that, um, a lot of people are stuck with like Pickford um, in goal. I think Vicario as well as a defensive option could be a good, uh, like a good keeper selection. Um, assuming you're like, if managers aren't wildcarding like any in time in the future, or if they're wildcarding even this week, I've seen quite a few wildcard drafts as well. So I don't mind that as well as an option because their run is pretty good for a long time, actually. Yeah, they've got some really good fixtures coming up. Um... I think I don't really like doing goalkeeper transfers mm. out of a wild card. Um, 
I say that, but I I may need to because I've got Sam Johnston, um, and we we don't know what's going on at Palace yeah. with them signing Henderson. Um, but yeah, I think sort of as long along with Adogi, I think Pedro Porro has obviously got hmm. potential. Um, and I, I quite like I know he scored an own goal last night, but I like the look of Van der Ven. Um, I'm not sure if he's going to be a great sort of attacking asset for Spurs, but yeah, I think he's he's a really good defender and things have really like he's got the potential to really like shore them up at the back. Mm, agree. Now between Madison and Sterling, if you had to go for someone, who would you go? Now assuming Madison. you don't have oh, just Madison. Okay. <laughs> yeah, just Madison. Yeah. Um I'm I'm biased, I know I am. Um but I love the bloke. Um and yeah, I'd go for him. Um Sterling, like I say, Sterling has been really good this season, mm. but I just think Madison, he's on set pieces. He's he's the man at Tottenham mm. at the minute. Um, the fans have really taken to him. I've seen some fans on Twitter already calling him a club legend. Um, probably a little bit early for that. He's only played a couple of games. Um, but yeah, he, they seem to have really taken to him. He's really taken to that responsibility of rep- not replacing Kane, but taking his number on and mm. sort of being that creative force um, and everything just seems to be going through him at the minute. So, yeah, I'll go for him. I know he's a little bit of extra money, but, yeah, I'd say it's well worth spending. Yeah, fair enough. I, I've already made the transfer. I went down an early transfer. I moved. I had Garnacho and moved him out and got Madison in. This is why I now don't have room for Sterling <laughs> because my midfield is now packed. <laughs> but, yeah, I agree. Uh, for me, at the moment, I would go for Madison. Uh, but I'm not against people going for Sterling if they want that double-up on Chelsea attack as well. For like a short period, if you're going to wild card in game week eight, then yeah. Um, yeah, I mean at their price points, it's you can have both. Yeah. Um, there's yeah, there's plenty of funds to go around. Um, so yeah, if you can, you can get them both in, get them both in. Um, I'm sort of tripled up with Chelsea, so mm. I can't get Sterling, but yeah, it'd definitely be on my list if I could. Mm, fair enough. All right, next up, um, we've got Arsenal. So Arsenal faced a Fulham team that many thought would get battered. And they probably did from an XG point of view, but the return of Paulinia to the Fulham team, I think helps Fulham going forward. Um, meanwhile, some are getting frustrated with some Arsenal players like Martinelli and Gabriel. What would you do if you own these players? I mean, Gabriel's a sell. You, yeah. you just have to sell him. Um, I, I actually spoke to you on the FBL IQ show yeah. before the start of the season, and we, we were both already on Saliba. Um, so when that news broke, it was a little bit, that Gabriel wasn't playing it's a little bit disappointing to see everybody jump onto Saliba because yes, uh, we, we were there and we had we had him at a nice low ownership um, but then he's coming um, but yeah I think Gabriel you have to swear it's, it's either an easy swap to Saliba or you can bring in like a Man City defender or there's plenty of 4.5 options with, with decent fixtures at the minute um, but yeah he just seems completely out of favour whilst Arteta sort of almost tries to change their, their set up a little bit um, and yeah, it's just not not suiting him, so he's not not playing him. Um, I actually own Martinelli as well. Um, he's similar to Richarlison in fact that I'm going to keep him this week, but I I do want to see improvements. Um, hopefully Jesus coming back will help him. Hmm. Um, but again, I think it depends on on the, the system that Arteta is going to continue hmm. to try and play. Um, if they go back to more like the setup from last year, then obviously he'll be. Hopefully he'll come back to being a good asset and he is a player that can go on good streaks. Um, but I think with Arsenal, I 
I probably wouldn't look to buy any more of their players at the minute. I, yeah. I'd say I'd, I'll hold the ones that I've got, but I think I think they're going to continue to evolve. I think it's probably only a matter of time before Raya comes in for Ramsdale as well, mm. um, which will just give them give them a bit more of a, a transitional period. Um, so yeah, I wouldn't necessarily be looking to buy into that until they're a bit more settled. But yeah, I think if you've got players that they're they're worth holding their their yeah. top players. We we know that we know that the likes of Martinelli can can return any game. Um so yeah, I wouldn't wouldn't necessarily get rid of him. And I think yeah, it's a wait and see for me for Arsenal really. Mm, yeah, fair enough. For me, I do agree. I think especially this upcoming United game, I feel like there could be goals in both sides. Um United are also not great at defending at the moment. So we, and Varane is injured as well. So that just adds to the um, problems at the back. So I think there could be goals. Martinelli could um, expose that back line as well. The, I think guess the one thing is if, let's say, you didn't have a Madison or a Sterling, then would you sell Martinelli to get one of them in this week? Um, yeah. I, I, no, because I've got Richarlison. I think I'll okay. sell him ahead of him. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's... Uh, I don't like making transfers going into an international break. I like yeah, to okay. like to have that two, three transfers mm-hmm. afterwards just because there's always turmoil, there's always players rested, there's always injuries. Um so that's my that's my plan for the week. Um so yeah, it, but I think Madison or Sterling, if I if I could get to them, they probably would be quite quite tempting. Mm, okay, fair enough. All right. Um Next up, it was another day for Everton, where it seems like they just can't find the back of the net. And to make matters worse for Pickford owners, he considered the first shot on target that he faced. With Sheffield up next, do managers hold on to him, or do they look to move him out? And if so, where? I guess we kind of touched on this, but... Yeah, I I would get rid of him straight away. Um, I, I didn't understand the love for him before. See, I know, obviously... Dyche has got a reputation of, mm. of strengthening teams at the back, but we didn't really see it at the end of last season. Um, and yeah, I know Pickford had a couple of games where he got double digits, but then there was also a lot where Leverson was still conceding a couple. And yeah, I I, I just didn't get the look for him. Um, I think if you if you are getting rid of him, um, similar to, to myself, I'm looking in that sort of category. If, if Johnson doesn't play for Man United, you can obviously go for someone like Flecken at Brentford. Um, I like the fact that they're, the majority of the shots they're conceding are from distance, so mm. it makes it a better chance of save points for him. Um, or you could even drop to Areola at 4.1. Um, I think West Ham have started really well. It obviously frees up a little bit more funds. Mm. Um, I'm conscious that a lot of moves are freeing up funds, so you can need to spend them somewhere. Yeah. But but yeah, I think he's, he's obviously a good option. Um, I've got Matt Turner is my four million. Yeah. Um. So I'm also thinking that because I don't like making those keeper transfers, I could potentially just start him until I, until a wild card. Oh, okay. So for... um, because obviously you've got those minutes there. Yeah. Um. And just bench Johnston, and you could potentially do that with with Pickford. Um. Like I said, I don't like making keeper transfers, but if I had Pickford, I probably would. would yeah. Make an exception enough. to that rule because. Everything just haven't looked great, um, and I I wouldn't want any players from them at the minute. Mm, yeah, I agree. I think at this point you just like they seem like in 
a team that is just struggling and like every time they continue to struggle to score goals it's just going to put more pressure on their defense um and yeah i think if you can make the move uh assuming that you have no other fires in your team then probably i don't mind doing it or if you're wildcarding then yeah but the shout out with regards to starting turner as well is not a bad idea because forest have looked good defensively so it's not a bad yeah, shout to did. give them they did last season as well mm. at the back end of the season. Um, I brought on my second wildcard last year, I brought Navas in as a, a bench goalkeeper. And there was a few games where I started him just because, yeah, Forrest were, were looking good, especially mm. at home. Um, so, yeah, I think obviously we had we had the inkling that Ariola was going to start. We we knew that Turner was going to come in and, and start, obviously, while the Henderson situation was being cleared up. So a lot of people have already got that four million playing goalkeeper so utilize that if you need to um and look to to make sort of moves elsewhere i'd say mm, fair enough um okay moving on um Manchester United beat forest 3-2 and people have gone from we need to sell united assets to now wondering if they should keep them uh what do you think about the game and if you had both bruno and rashford would you hold them or would you sell one and if you had only one of them would you keep that one I'm saying this with uh, you not having any United assets at all. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's horrible. Um, it really is horrible when United are playing because they they're so high highly owned. Um, but I had been getting away with it. Mm. Uh, I I did have Luke Shaw for the first couple of weeks, but obviously his injury news last week meant I ended up replacing him with Ruben Diaz. Um, uh, but yeah, I'd, I'd be quite interested to get your thoughts to be honest, Ryan, because you're a United fan. Um, but to me, they they almost look underprepared. Yeah, um, I feel like that going into yeah. the season, and the fact that they're like like they played Burnley in a friendly midweek last week and stuff, and it's like the fact that they're doing stuff like that during the season just suggests that pre-season either wasn't planned properly or it hasn't gone as it as it was planned. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, I think if you went with Bruno or Rashford at the start of the season, now you you've got to back your judgment. It's been three weeks. Hmm. Um. I can understand why you'd have itchy feet because there's been other midfield assets sort of returning so well. But it's Rashford and Bruno. You yeah. know that they're going to come good. You know they're going to get points. Um, I was looking at the scout goals imminent table earlier and they both feature on there. They're yeah. both both getting lots of lots of involvement. It's only a matter of time before before they get their return. So I would be I'd be reluctant to tell if I had done. Um I think if you if you wanted to come off because you didn't want the double up, then yeah. I couldn't I could potentially understand that, especially with with all those good options. Um I think if you did that it's it's a toss of a coin though, but you know we, if you were to sell one and keep the other, one a bang, one a disappoint. Um and it's just getting on, on that sort of the right side of that coin toss. Um I think again I keep going back to the, the to try and save money elsewhere, but obviously I don't think there's much in it between them and Bruno's a, a slight bit cheaper. So if he allows you to get a better asset somewhere else, then I wouldn't be against that. But similarly, if you if you wanted to go the other way, I I couldn't repair. Um, what what are your thoughts on United at the minute? I well, they haven't looked at the races per se. It's um, I don't know if it's just tiredness from last season after playing so many games and preseason. I don't know if they were either overworked or wasn't like gone, like it didn't go well. Um, 
obviously injuries have also started to pile up uh, for the team. Now, between now, the time we're recording and the end of the transfer window, there could be a few incomings that could potentially change the midfield and how it looks like, but it's all rumors and we don't know. From um, a Rashford-Bruno point of view, they're still creating a lot of chances, regardless. Just they're struggling to finish. Now, I don't know if that'll improve after maybe because we've just seen Rashford move to the left because Martial's back. Hoyland potentially back as well this weekend, potentially. So I don't know whether that also makes like a shift in terms of uh, Bruno does his output like in terms of FPL points improve because now you've got like a striker who can finish. Um, or does it go down because now there's someone else taking points as well and the, the bonus goes down as well. So that's something we kind of had to wait and see. But I would still, like you mentioned, if you have them, I would keep them because the fixtures are still not too bad um, from an attacking point of view. And if, again, if you wanted to get rid of one for the likes of like a Madison or a Sterling, then at the moment... I probably still edge slightly towards Bruno uh, in terms of removing him over Rashford because I feel like whenever the game doesn't go well for United, then Bruno starts to drop deep and then he gets involved at the back and then he starts like dictating play from the back, which you kind of don't want from an FPL point of view. So that's the one scenario, but I, I think it's so close between the two of them that I feel like I don't mind keeping both. And if you sell one, you're just going to lose points regardless of one one way or the other so you yeah. just have to make your bed with it I guess I think you've I've seen, I've seen a lot of teams sort of wild card in and, and there's some situations where I can understand it but mm. the majority of people it just it feels like a lot of people are trying to chase chase points mm. already um, you've you've done a lot of planning over the summer you've got you got to trust your own judgement and try and be be patient at the yeah. minute I think it's Knee jerking to to get players just because they've scored a couple of goals, it's it's not potentially a, a successful strategy. Um, keep faith in, in what you've sort of seen over the summer and what what you what you planned. Mm. Um, and yeah, don't look to make massive moves already. Um, like I say, we we know that these two are, are great assets. Like you say, with with Hoyland coming back potentially this week, that'll give. It should give the whole club a boost mm. um, and just get a bit more of a, a feel-good factor. Obviously, it was a, a big, big result at the weekend coming back from 2-0 down. Mm. Um, so you'd hope that that would give them a bit more sort of belief and, and confidence. So, yeah, I, I wouldn't get rid of them. Um, yeah. It probably means another horrible week for me because I'm going to be sat there with my hands behind, like, behind my head. Um, eyes behind my hands just because I, I don't want to watch the game. Um, like I say, I, there's, there's always goals in United-Arsenal games um, and I will only have an Arsenal defender, which yeah. will obviously compound it if Rashford and Bruno score as well because it will take away more points for me. Um, and Martinelli is my only other op- uh, asset in that game. Um, so hopefully he can he can do some damage to them but yeah I feel like that could be a, a painful game for me this week Fair enough. we'll have to wait and see I guess how that game unfolds um, okay so we go from United to Brighton now Brighton faced a David Moyes masterclass um, and with a tough fixture run coming up for Brighton do we hold on the likes of Mitoma and Estupinen or do we look to sell them and uh, okay I'll ask that and then I'll come to the West Ham question um, so yeah I think I think you've got to be quite wary of Brighton at the minute. 
Um, I've got I've only got my team where I didn't didn't get a stupid out at the start of the season. Um, just because I don't really trust Brighton's defence. Obviously, Stupin has brought in uh, plenty of attacking returns and I've missed out by not going for him. Um, I had him right up until sort of the last day and then that that lack of United ownership made me sort of play safe and go for Luke Shaw mm. and just to have someone get me points in those games because like the likes of Rashford and Bruno are so highly owned. I just wanted something to try and keep me sort of... In touching position. Yeah. Touching distance, yeah, in those games. Um, so yeah, I, I didn't go for a stupid arm. Um, and he, he probably does offer enough going forward to keep him. Um, but I'm, I'm a little bit worried. And um, like I say, with the start of Europe coming up, um, and sort of the whole goalkeeper situation at Brighton, it it doesn't lead to a settled defence. Mm. Um, I mean, I'm not going to question Deserbi. I think he's done a, a brilliant job there. Um, but that. The sort of talk of two goalkeepers playing the same same amount of games it it doesn't fill me with confidence, um, and I don't think they've got a great defence anyway. Um, they're conceding more big chances than anyone other than Fulham this season. Um, so if you want if you want your defenders to get defensive points first, then I wouldn't be against selling um, a Stupinam. Um, I think obviously his ownership could hurt you, but yeah, I think there's there's plenty of other, other better defensive options. Um, but similarly, he he does offer a lot going forward. So yeah. if you want to keep him, then you could. Um, I have Mitoma, um, and again, that was a move that I sort of made fairly late in the summer. Just just those early fixtures were too good to turn down. Um. I think there's a lot of options at that sort of 6.5 to 7 million price bracket. So I'll probably keep him for now. But again, with, with the Europe coming up, I want to see how, how the squad's affected, how, mm. how they rotate. Um, so I think, I'll like I said, it's uh, another a wait and see for me. Um, but yeah, I think you'd probably have to sort of have a plan ready for them if things do start to go badly. Um, I think I've got an easy sort for Matoma in, in the likes of Diaby, um, who I think has been really good at Villa. Um, it's Stupinan. There's not many defenders out there that are getting anything. Obviously, he's got a lot of points. Um, and it's just whether you want to keep chasing those attacking returns or if you want to go for a little bit safer and go for for those defensive clean sheets. Mm, fair enough. Yeah, I think Mitoma, I... I'm a bit worried with the Europe um, rotation and everything possibly. And also given that we have like so many midfielders like performing that I don't mind moving Mitoma out. Estupinen, because of how attacking it is, it makes it really hard to drop him. Uh, because you know that, because even like game week one and two, they didn't really keep clean sheets, but he came away with double digit holes. Yeah. Um. So that's where I'm slightly like uncertain. I don't mind rotating him with like an Udogi for like some of the tougher fixtures, um, and probably I guess starting him in the likes of Bournemouth and also leaning slightly towards keeping him at the moment. Uh, but Mitoma and especially like Joe Pedro. Joe Pedro is a definite sell at this point. <laughs> um, but Mitoma, I might I don't mind selling for other midfielders at the moment. Yeah, I, I I can understand that. I think 
the one thing that would scare me with your if you're saying about benching yeah. a stupid ant, because you're not getting in for those defensive returns. Yeah. It's yeah, you you're almost expecting it not to get a cliche every game. Yeah. So would you then bench him for, for the easy games? And if so, then there's a lot of money to be putting on, on the bench. Um so yeah, I I can see the plan. I think there's arguments both mm. for and against any any Brighton asset. Um I mean even even on Saturday when they got beat three one, they they still created a load of chances yeah. that they could have easily won that game five three. Um and, and they were still still looked really good going forward. Um so yeah I, like I said I it's possibly sort of the bias of my, my team setup and where I've gone the other way that I would possibly keep Matoma mm. and get rid of a stupid hand because it's easier for me to say that when I don't have him so I don't have to consider sort of the impact of selling mm. him. Um but yeah I think they're still gonna be decent assets. Um obviously they last year they were even better assets because they were so, so much cheaper. Um, but yeah, I think sort of same with, with Brighton, with Villa, um, with, with Newcastle, there's a lot of teams that are going into Europe when they haven't been in Europe recently um, and it could have an effect. So we, we need to see what, what effect that has on, on the teams and the yeah. setup. All right, cool. Um, let's move to Aston Villa. So now DRB and Matty Cash were the stars of the show as Aston Villa beat Burnley. Uh, meanwhile, Watkins keeps ticking over slowly. If we had Diaby and Watkins, certainly hold them for the upcoming run. And and would you also... I mean, that's first the question. Do you hold them for the upcoming run? And then would you start them against Liverpool? Um, I would if I had them, yeah. Um, so Diaby, I mentioned, is somebody that I'm I'm looking at for, for that Matoma slot, if if need be. Um, I've, I've been really impressed with it. I was really impressed with him pre-season and it was sort of out of him and, and Matoma at the start of the season. I went with Matoma just for, for those fixtures, um, mainly the first fixture and targeting Luton um, because I'm still bitter that they beat us in the playoff final. So I want to target them and I want them to get beat every week. <laughs> um, no, they, they fully deserved it. Um, and yeah, I, I, they've been on a similar journey to us. So I really hope that they, they do well. I'm, I'm not sure they will, but it would it'd be good to see a team sort of rise from, from lead two and a, a team that were, were quite big in, in the past and they've had a lot of issues. So if they could get back, that'd be really impressive. Um, but yeah, back to Villa. Um, Watkins is somebody that I'm, I'm scared of not owning mm. um, and Diaby is somebody I really want. So I, I would definitely hold them um, and I'd also start them this week. I thought, whilst Liverpool's comeback was really impressive they looked really dodgy in the back especially mm. in the first half um, and obviously Van Dijk suspended as well so there's rumours of, of Saudi clubs being interested in Joe Gomez yes. as well so I'm not sure not sure Klopp will let him go with Van Dijk being out um, especially as I was reading something yesterday saying he might get a four game ban because of his reaction oh, to the referee okay um so yeah, I think I think you have to start attacking assets against Liverpool. Um, maybe don't start your defensive assets. So if you've got cash, and maybe you might have better options. But again, he he's somebody that this week really delivered. Mm. Um, it also, like I was obviously we mentioned I had Gusto and he had a great start to the game week, but then I felt like it was almost cancelled out by the likes of Adogi and Cash yeah. because 
a lot of people own those two as, as other options and they sort of had similar outputs. Um, Villa have some really good fixtures coming up as well. So DRB is one that probably will come into my team, whether it's for whether it's for Mitoma, whether it's for Richarlison, whether it's for Martinelli, depending on how they go on. Um, but but like I said, there is that watch out of the European fixtures um, and, and how their squad's going to manage it. Um, obviously, Emery is is very experienced in terms of, of Europe. Um, so he should probably be the best place out, out of all of those teams, I'd say. Um, so he, he's been there, he's done that, he's got the T-shirt. He knows what he's doing. Um and then sort of, yeah, I think I think Villa are going to have a really good season. Mm. Um, they they made some really canny signings in the summer, like Diaby, Torres, um, Tielemans. Um, yeah, I think they're going to going to be decent. So I'd look to get some of them in soon. If you didn't have Villa, when would you move for them? Um, so I don't have Villa at the minute, yeah. uh, and it will be after the international break mm. probably. Um, just because I like having that that extra transfer in case of injuries and yeah. not only injuries, but we're also, we've got an added complication this week of the transfer window shut, shutting yep. after the deadline. Um, I know it's very rare that the last five hours, something goes through that we haven't heard of, but you never know. Yeah, that's or, true. There's so many noises. There's so much money being thrown around, especially by like the Saudi teams. Mm-hmm. Like, like I could go into to game week game week four with set up with having like Mo Salah, um, and then at it nine o'clock disappear. that night yep. it, it, it disappears, yep. yeah, and and all my plans go to disarray and I need to wildcard. Um, so yeah, I think I I I can blame you if if you've got players that are out, then I I wouldn't mind attacking attacking that Liverpool fixture and getting mm. on Villa early. Um, but I think the way that my squad is set up, I. I should be able to get eleven hmm. and have a couple of decent options on the bench. So, yeah, I'm I'm gonna sort of look to bring them in during that international break and and use two transfers or maybe like a mini wild card with a, a minus four minus eight. Yep, fair enough. I think Villa good options. Like even like um, potentially like once Brentford's or even Chelsea's decent run ends, you could move to Villa as well because they have a really good run after that as well. Like game week eight, yeah, it's a, it's a really, really long sort of mm, run, isn't it? That exactly. Villa have got so, so yeah, I think they're they're a, a team that you have to target soon. Mm, yep, uh, I've completely missed the West Ham question, so I'm just gonna go back to it. Um, with West Ham, what are your thoughts on managers looking to get like Bowen ahead of Luton, and then obviously they have a tough run after that? I mean, it's a move I considered just because of that Luton fixture. Mm. Um and the goal he scored last week was was beautiful, wasn't it? it that touch at, at the pace that he was running that it was just just sublime. I was I was really impressed with it. Um, and he's a player that I like, Bowen. It's some it's someone that I I considered a lot over the summer. Um, but it's Luton's first first home game. Yeah. Um, there's a I'm expecting them to be a lot a lot different sort of proposition at Kenilworth Road than they have been away. Um, it's it's quite an intimidating place to go as a player. The, the stands are right on the pitch. It's mm. they're not going to be getting the the comforts that they they get or that they used to at other other league grounds. Um, so yeah, it's it's something that I did consider, but then I I've gone against it just because of of that fact. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think he's he's a player that you know he's going to get minutes. He's mm. 
he's gonna gonna get returns. Um, so I'm not necessarily against the move. Um, it's probably just the being a bit cautious um, and trying to think of almost trying to talk myself out of wanting to make a move because I I want to have that extra transfer for after the break. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, okay, Foden now benched, but I had to come on late to save Manchester City and get the three points for them. Meanwhile, Haaland missed a penalty and it has opened up questions on if we can go without Haaland. <laughs> what do you think about that? No, no. <laughs> like, I've been saying so many so many moves where you save money. Yeah. So spend it on Haaland. <laughs> I mean, there are teams in my mini league that I saw that have got him and they, they did they did really well this week. Um, but I went against him um, mm. with the captain's armband in game week two. I gave it to Salah. Um, and even though that turned out to be the right decision, it was still horrible. Yeah. You, you just, you're just waiting for, for him to get a chance and nine times out of ten he'll put him away. He's a goal-scoring freak. I don't I don't see why you would want to sell him. Mm. There's no need. Just just keep him. Play it as a temp. It then brings it down to a ten man game. Yeah. Back yourself with those other ten players to to make make up the difference. Um. Same with Salah. I've seen a lot of people talking about Salah, and obviously there are the, the rumors of Saudi and stuff. Mm. But but you know what you're getting with them. You know that they can explode anyway. And with Haaland, especially with his ownership, if if you've not got him and he, he gets two or gets three, you're just looking at a massive red arrow. Yeah. <laughs> no matter what the rest of your team does, they're, they're not going to match it, yeah. match that. So, yeah, just keep him. Stop stop looking for, for likes on Twitter saying that you're thinking of doing these moves. We all know you're going to keep him. Yeah. Just keep him. It's not an option. Yeah, fair enough. Um, if you had to pick a city defender in your FPL team, who would you go for? Um, so I went for Ruben Diaz mm. last week, um, just the sort of more more secured minutes. Yeah. Um, I like the look of Guardiola. Um, you could get you could make an argument for any of them. Um, mm. Obviously, at the start of the season, I was looking at Stones. Um, Akanji seems to be playing a lot. Ake is, is a big part of Guardiola's setup at the minute. So you can make an argument for any of them, um, really, but. I went with Diaz. Um, he's probably not the, the sexiest of picks. But he's um, safer. And you're not, yeah, he's safer. Yeah. Um, I was going to compare him to, to Rodri in terms of security yeah. and minutes, but yeah. Rod, Rodri's getting the, the attacking returns now as well. So, yeah, um, I'm not expecting massive attacking returns from Diaz, but he should get should get a lot. And I know they, they went through a frustrating spell last year of mm. conceding with the one chance that they conceded every week, it, it was a goal. Um, but they are a great defence. Um, and so, yeah, and with the fixtures that Man City have got coming up as well, you want you want more than just Haaland. Um, I can't bring myself to bring in Foden yet because I, I don't trust that he's going to play. Um, and obviously, I know he was ill this weekend and he, he come on and got an assist, but... You never know what's going on with Pep. Whereas yeah, it feels like Diaz, it feels like Diaz will play eight or nine times out mm. of ten. So, so yeah, I've gone with him. Yeah, I've gone with Foden because I just want that extra attacking option. Uh, but yeah. I do understand Pep Rulet can strike whenever he wants. So yeah, yeah, and like we said with the midfielders, I know Foden probably is one that you'd say is is returning at the minute. But there's so many options there that are going to play. Mm. Um, 
I just can't bring myself can't bring myself to take a punt on him at the minute. Um, I at the start of the season I, I considered Grealish because um, I felt like he was a bit more more safe, mm. but he's not. He's playing well, but he's, he's not really getting the return. I think Man City haven't really exploded yet. Yeah, um, they they threatened to that first game, um, but they haven't really they haven't looked like they're sort of all conquering mm. south just yet. Mm. Um, they they do tend to start seasons slowly, and things will will pick mm. up. And obviously, they've got they're missing KDB, so you've got someone there. I think if I was forced to go for a Man City attacker, I'd probably go for Alvarez, mm. um, just because he's he doesn't take up one of those midfield spots. He seems to be getting a lot of sort of creativity responsibility for himself. He's creating a lot. He, I think he had the most shots this last game week of, of anyone in the league. Um, so he'd probably be where I went to. Um, it's just, obviously, João Pedro is a similar price point, so he might be able to get up from him. Um, I've I've currently got Jackson as my second striker, so can't really afford to get to Alvarez, but yeah. he's probably the one that I would target if I was to, to go for anyone. Fair enough. Okay. Um, and then the final game, Newcastle took on Liverpool in a game that saw Darwin steal the show. What do you think about this game? And going forward, both of these teams are about to hit a nice fixture run. So would you be looking to get any players from these two teams? Um, This game really annoyed me. I was, I was in the middle of having a rant about Darwin to my dad. My dad loves Darwin, um, but I... I'm not a big fan. I think he's he's far too wasteful. Uh, and obviously he missed a chance. So yeah. I was giving my dad some stick. And then the next time he got the ball, <laughs> he put it in the bottom corner. And then the next time he got it did exactly the same. <laughs> I guess dad so, had yeah, the last uh, one. <laughs> yeah, they they were they were two great finishes, to yeah. be fair to him. Um but I thought the player that impressed me the most for Liverpool was Jota when he came mm. on. Um I thought he really changed the game. Um I think he's a really good asset, but with Liverpool, you've got him, you've got Diaz, you've got Darwin, you've got Gakpo. If they play, they they could all all get you really good returns. Um, it's just you know that they're going to come off after 60, 70 minutes. If they start, you know that if they if there there's a risk of them being on the bench. So I'll stick with my safe option of Salah, mm. um, just because I know he got got took off um, in the first game, but. He's going to play the majority of the minutes. He's, mm. he's Mo Salah, um, so I'll stick with him. Um, similar situation for Newcastle. I, I like both their forwards. I like Isaac. I like Callum Wilson. Um, but with Europe and especially with like Wilson's hamstring records, they're going to be rotated. Yeah. Um, so you probably can go there. Um, same with Anthony Gordon. I thought he was. I thought he was excellent on on Sunday, especially that first half. Trent couldn't live with him. Um, but he's got Harvey Barnes waiting in the yeah. week. So we know that Harvey Barnes is a, a decent Premier League player. And yeah, they, they're going to rotate as well, I think. Um, so I'm reluctant to pull the trigger. I think I think you could go for a, a Newcastle defender. Um, they haven't got as many options there to, to rotate. So some like a Botman you think is going to play every week. Obviously, Trippier, I've seen a lot of people talking up with ahead of this fixture room, but he's probably the one one defender that they've got a, a decent replacement for in Livramento. Mm. So you you think with some of these easier fixtures and the Champions League, he may miss. I, 
I don't know, he's, he's a big character in that team, so, so they may not do, or they may play him at left-back, um, which is another option, because I feel like left-back is Newcastle's weak weak spot, so you could you could argue that you'd be better off playing Livermento right-back mm. and move Trippier to left-back. Um, so, yeah, I think I'm I'm reluctant to pull the trigger. I'd, I'd say if, you, if you're looking for a 4.5, then, or that sort of area, then Botman is a decent option. Yeah, um, I think he's injured, if I'm not mistaken, right now. Is he? I completely missed that. Yeah, I um, think so. I think he picked up an injury, Botman. Yeah, so, so I don't go for him then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I completely missed that. Um, but obviously, you've got Shah as well, who can play there. Um, and he's Shah's got a little bit of a golf threat about him. He, he likes a likes a shot from from distance. So yeah, you could you could go for a defender, but I'm I'm reluctant with like I said about Brighton and Villa, they're a, mm. a team that are new to Europe. Um, we don't know how it's going to affect them. So I, I wouldn't want to spend lots of money with them. Um, and yeah, with Liverpool, I think it's just, just the rotation. Mm. Um, I think I still wouldn't be surprised to see them bring somebody else in ahead of the deadline as well. So that could change how they set up. Um, so yeah, I think I'd probably, unless you get, unless you've got the money for Salah and if you have, then you've probably already got him. Um, then yeah, I probably wouldn't go for anybody just yet. But if they play, you know that they've got a really good chance of returning. Yeah, uh, fair enough. I think from Liverpool, Jota, if you can't afford Salah, I think I still think Jota is really even if he comes off, does offer something. So I I don't mind that risk there. Um, but obviously it is a risk with minutes rotation and once Europe kicks in and everything. With Newcastle. That I am not sure how they're going to like handle Europe and the Premier League, because obviously in the in Champions League after a really long time, Eddie Howe will want to do well in that competition as well. We'll have to kind of wait and see in terms of that. Um, probably I don't even mind missing like their Sheffield United game. It's the one game week just to see how they've handled like that first game of Europe. Obviously, yeah, and, and like I said, with the rotation, with like. The main assets that you're looking at, they've all got got a lot of competition yeah. for their spot. So, yeah, you, you just don't know how it's gonna gonna affect them. I, I was I was expecting them to sign a few more players than than they have as well. Um, I think sort of obviously to, they brought Tonali in, but I'd I'd want them to get another central midfielder. Mm. Um, I think forwards they're, they're good with Isaac and Wilson, but Wilson. As sad as it is, you you know he's gonna miss he's gonna miss games, or you have to manage him through the season, so you can't play him every week. So that puts a lot of pressure on Isaac. If if he was to get an injury, then suddenly you've only got Wilson. I know you could possibly play as a false nine and put Barnes or or Gordon or whoever up there, but yeah, I'm I'm shocked at their their lack of transfer activity, especially with the money they've got behind them. Um, so yeah, it sort of it feels like. Europe could could really hinder them, so you need to be careful with that. Yeah, then we'll have to wait and see. They have the draw tomorrow as well. Depends on who they get in the in the draw yeah. as well. That could also change things. So we'll see how that goes. And then finally, captaincy. Who is your choice for the armband this week? Um, it's gonna be Haaland. Um, it's it's safe. It's comforting. Is it, like I said earlier, is it is a goal scoring freak? Fixtures don't really matter to him. Um. Yeah, I'll, I'll just just stick it on him and be safe. I, I went against him in game week two, so I feel like if the fixtures are there, you can do it. Mm. But but it's not nice doing it. It yeah. was it's horrible. Um, 
the only way you can do it is if if Man City are one of the earlier games, then you've at least got the Something hope. For, and, yeah, yeah, you've got the hope that you might be able to make up the points. Yeah. Um, or or if he blanks early on, then you've got a nice weekend. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm going to go for Haaland. Um, like I mentioned earlier, my my plan is to to roll my transfers. Um, obviously we've got games again tonight, so there could be could be something that comes out of there or mm. any injuries in training and stuff. Um, but I, I would like to roll my transfers, especially with, with the transfer window shutting on Friday night as well. Um, just to try and give myself a bit of a bit of security for, mm. for next week. Um I feel like I've had a an okay start, so I don't don't necessarily need to to attack this week. Um, and I'm quite happy just sort of sitting back and waiting and taking stock of, of what happens and then seeing what happens over the international break as well. Cause obviously, yeah, new signings get to, to bed in. You've got injuries that can happen mm-hmm. on international duty. You've got players traveling all over the world. Um, so there's normally a bit of disruption after the game week. So if I can hold that second transfer, it gives me a, a chance to then either make, like I say, I can either, play them nicely or I can just do that mini wild card yeah. and save my chip um, but then still get to a team with, which I'm quite happy with and make make some decent changes so yeah I'm going to go with that this week yeah I'm also going to go Harlan yeah. because it's at home to City so I'm just happy yeah. like against Fulham as well they haven't looked as great even though Paulinia is back defensively they're still putting up like high XG considered numbers so I'm still happy yeah, to go like- yeah like I said earlier, um, I think they're they've conceded the most big chances of of the season. So, mm. yeah, stick it on Haaland, play it safe, get the points, yep. and then then look at the, look at the rest of your team to try and make up difference to try and like get your points in. Um, yeah, I think I think it's just a safe bet. Mm, yeah. Um, okay, so that's it. Thank you for your time today. Do you have anything to plug? Um, just the social, so obviously you tag me um, on Twitter or X as it's called now, um, and my Instagram handle's the same. Um, my blog's available at www.fplshakeandbake.co.uk, um, and I also run a mini league with a prize in, um, which is free to enter, so if people want to join that, the code is Y5C0AS. Um, that's it, and then, yeah, obviously, just... Make sure they follow you guys and the new FPL IQ channel because I'm really enjoying that as well. Mm, just a new addition to uh, our content that we're creating. Um, and also, I will add, um, you can follow me on youtube.com slash footballchatbox. I started a new series um, called FPL Forecast, basically looking at um, teams that are having a really good fixture swing and trying to get see whether we can get any players before they end up becoming template players. So that's available on YouTube as well. But yeah, thank you so much, Brett, for your time today. And that's it for this week's Scout the Game Week. We'll be back after Game Week 4 and looking ahead to Game Week 5, Green Aerosol.